This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan from DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministries, continuing with you in the book of Revelation chapter 22. Now, like many of the chapters in our Bible, it becomes so hard to try to wrap it up, especially with the book of Revelation, as it is the culmination or the conclusion of many strong Christian principles. So we're going to go again today in the same chapter, towards the end of the chapter, but there's something that stood out to me that is so paramount with what is going on today. Now, we may not be here for all of Revelation, depending on your perspective in regards to the rapture. But there are principles here that are so clear in our society, in our world today, that I hope you see the staging of these final events. Now, God is in complete control, and he understands everything that's going on. But you can see the conditioning of the enemy in the world system and what is happening here. And you can also see the condition of our church today and the decisions we all have to make to be able to resist the enemy in his conditioning system through the power of God. Submit first to God, then you can resist the devil and he will flee. That along, goes along with the world system and our flesh as well. Now we're here, Revelation chapter 22, and we're going to read verses 14 through 17. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Now there are some interesting groups mentioned here, those that are within and those that are without. And deception, or those that believe their own lies, as it said, those and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie, that word loveth there is being committed to that end, and maketh a lie. Those are amongst the other more clear categories, or easy to comprehend categories. And we're going to delve into that a little bit today, because there is so much deception in the world today. It's easy to give in to exaggeration, uh, embellishment, in other words, adding to a story or a testimony, um, exaggeration, uh, you know, the fish was this big. Some people joke who go fishing, say that they lie about how big the fish was that got away. 
those kinds of things. Those are the seeds of lie and deception. And many of us do it without knowing until the conviction of the Spirit of God shows us that we're doing things in a way that is not completely honest. Now we need to get rid of those things because those also lead to other ways of lying and twisting the truth. Have you ever tried to share the Word of God and you put something on it? What I mean by that is you added something there that was not intended by the text. Well, if you're new to Christianity or you have not been trained in discipleship, you may just be repeating what you've heard someone else, a pastor or a teacher, share with you. And it sounded so good and it sounded so true and it was very convicting to you that you say it with the same passion and dramatization when you share it. You might have even been asked to preach a message and find yourself getting the congregation riled up through your dramatized expression of certain statements. But when you start to study the Word of God, you may have also felt convicted that the way you were sharing it, what you were sharing about it, does not line up with Scripture. Well, you weren't, most likely, you weren't deceived intentionally by that pastor or that preacher or teacher. It's just that at some point in our walk, as in our walk of life, we have to study these things out to see if they're so. We have to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And in the midst of that pursuit, we're often gently convicted by the Holy Spirit that we have been sharing something that was not accurate based on the word of God or believing something with the best, most well-intended teachers and preachers that we have been believing something that was not accurate based on the word of God. And so when we look at verse 15, particularly, we see that Jesus will exclude from the holy city everyone who loves and practices lies or falsehoods. Now, the distinction here are the people whose lives have gone so wrong by believing these lies, by pursuing the things of the world, the flesh, and of the enemy, that they actually resemble Satan. It just pours forth from them. They seem to have no shame or guilt about it. They deceive the whole world as children, magnified children of the enemy. You can look in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 9, and also chapter 12, 13 through 15, and chapter 16, verse 14, all in Revelation. These people who are mentioned here, who will not be allowed into the kingdom of God, are hypocrites trying to live one way while pretending to believe another. They're like the Nicolaitans mentioned in chapter 2, verse 15, who were among the believers but compromised their faith in order to also include worship of the Roman emperor. John records Jesus' statement that Satan is the father of lies in chapter 8, verse 44 of the Gospel. Of John. Now, all these things are so important. Now, we don't have a Roman emperor today, but they mean worshiping certain leaders, maybe leaders of countries or that type of thing, and trying to include it. These would be those who promote and teach a certain political way from their chapels and mix and mingle the world system and try to influence and persuade their congregations 
those types of things, but a full-on commitment of it. In order to understand this, we need to look at the traces that lead up to this. We need to look at the symptoms that lead up to this severe sickness and falling away or actually demonstrating the condition of their relationship with God by being outside the city. Today we see many leaders who twist the truth to serve their own purposes. It could be something as simple as scriptures about tithing that are droned on every single service to make us feel guilty and to give more. Um, it could be something, uh, any other category, that is to win the hearts of the congregation or steal the purses of the congregation, uh, filling them with empty promises or things that stir up their emotions during the service. And yet when life plays out its roles, we see these things are not so. And the way to defend against that is not to try to tear down every leader or person you perceive that is being this way. The way first is to immunize yourself by becoming disciples of the Word of God, meaning studying the Word yourself, making the time in your busy schedule to hear the Word of God, to read, to study, and to memorize and meditate on the Word of God. You don't have to become a Bible student per se, but as you take the time, you will develop the skills and the time will require less time to get the same message. You need to study yourself. I need to study myself. When we see these leaders twist the, twist the truth for their purposes, we recognize that as signs that the enemy is having his way. Now, in some times, you can confront that issue one-on-one -on -one with the person. Uh, you can definitely launch prayer for your leadership or your pastors and anyone you see acting in this capacity because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, but if, if you see that they are influencing groups of people or trying to pull away people from your church with these falsehoods, then you are obligated to share the truth with that group to help them to come back to make mention of this to a pastor or a teacher who is able to confront that situation. Many people have lost the ability to distinguish what is true from what they wish is true. Dishonest people soon begin to believe the lies they construct around themselves. Then they lose the ability to tell the difference between truth and lies. Now, by believing your own lies, you deceive yourself. You alienate yourself from God and you lose credibility in all your relationships. Remember, in the long run, honesty wins out. Now, lies, lying to ourselves, is an easy thing to do. Your brain actually attempts to distinguish truth from lies, but without a solid reference of truth to compare statements or beliefs to, our brain will start to accept lies and or distorted truths as truth, the more often it hears it because it recognizes it. And when it recognizes something, it starts to give it credibility. So when you hear twisted truths and lies all the time, at first you would resist or notice that they are lies, but gradually you would start to conclude that it must be true because you've heard it so many times, especially if it's from more than one source or if it's from the people who you're with that want to believe it also. And so having your personal relationship with Jesus Christ, your personal time in studying God's word is key to immunizing you personally against these things. 
then your prayers are more effective and powerful if you think you see a leader going astray uh, or a friend that is also deceived by these things. Remember James says to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. We promote discipleship and growth in applying the word of God and abiding in Christ directly through the word of God and, and knowing him, his character, through your studying of the word of God so that when you go to church on Sunday or when you hear a message midweek on Wednesday, the messages at church or on the radio are not intended to be your sole source of spiritual food. They are intended to be complementary to your individual devotional studies. I'll say it again. The messages you hear at church or on the radio are not meant to be your only source of the Word of God or your only source of spiritual food. They are meant to be complementary to the studies you're having yourself. If you are having devotional studies, if you are studying or reading the Word every day, you will find that when you get together for an official message, you will find the connectivity of the Spirit of God. I call it the Holy Ghost broadcast, where something that God is already saying to you through a devotional or a scripture, a memory verse, a section of Proverbs, if you're reading a chapter a day, and you'll, you'll see the message is clear. When you get in community and you have home study groups, you will hear someone testify of what God's showing them, maybe even the exact scripture that God has shown you earlier in that week, and you'll see the connectivity not only in what God is trying to teach you, but you'll see connectivity in how the enemy is attacking you and that group. It's a powerful tool. So discipleship is a lifestyle. It's not just a once a week Sunday type of thing. We encourage you because of the, the reality that deception is growing so strongly in the world that represents the father of lies. Even in many countries, it's hard to distinguish the truth from a lie with the people you're choosing for your leaders, the people who you want. There's so many more lies put out than any amount of truth. It used to be that when people were running for office, they would mention the things that they had planned to do, the changes that they would make, that would be beneficial to everyone. And they said this humbly and sincerely, and now it is in our region of the world um, a mudslinging contest, each one digging up lies on the other one or fabricating things or magnifying things that turn out later to not be true, but they weren't presented or um, published with the same um, amount of resource as the lie originally was. So why am I saying all this? Well, you can see that the book of Revelation is applicable or able to be applied to our lives today. You can see that root of evil that maybe even be in our lives and prominent in our lives of exaggeration, which is a form of lying and embellishment and straight out lying. You can see that the enemy appeals to our flesh and our desires for what we want to believe is true and how the word of God itself can become corrupted. The way to defend against this is by reading, studying, memorizing, meditating, and hearing the word yourself. This will help you to distinguish the truth from a lie. And if you try to exaggerate or you try to pray a prayer thinking you're praying the word of God accurately, the spirit of God will convict you. And if you study it out, you can receive that correction 
and change your direction. Well, I pray that as you're hearing this, that you hear some things that are familiar to you, maybe in your past life, maybe you were in church pretending for quite some time, able to impress many people because they themselves were not encouraged to grow in the word and dismissing anyone who would challenge you. Um, and you now see that more clearly. Well, know this, that that same spirit of deception from the father of lies is intensifying. And so we lovingly correct and help others that are going down that vein. The best way to do it is to let the Holy Spirit himself do it through encouraging actual discipleship. Let the word of God speak for itself. Just teach people how to rightly divide the word of truth, how to use their cross-reference system, how to pray the word of God, and to hear the still small voice of the Lord. This is such a necessity nowadays. And this is not to create a list of people who've done you wrong, but just an awareness that that force of evil is very powerful. And it has infected many of our churches. And you don't know how to see this if you're not in the Word yourself. You don't know how to pray against this if you don't know the Word yourself. Don't cast out the baby with the bathwater, as they would say, by judging those who may have been a tool of the enemies. Pray for their salvation. Pray for their conviction. Pray for their protection. And if you've heard this for the first time, meaning it's really ringing with you and you're not sure of your relationship with Jesus Christ, use the ABC method or the Road to Romans method or anything to hear the truth. A is just to admit you're a sinner to God right now. Admit it that you have fall short of the glory of God like all of us. Admit that you've been practicing unrighteousness and that you want to change. Admit that to God. B. Believe. Trust and rely on the truth that Jesus Christ died for you. And C. Confess to someone else that Jesus Christ is Lord and also that you want to be a new person in him. You want to do new things to your people from your past as well as your family from the future in Christianity. And you can join us on WhatsApp at this number, 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. We're also in other venues. You can type in DHL Ministries and find us on Google, on iTunes, on Spotify, in podcast format. You can find us on YouTube at DHL Ministries. And of course, we're here twice a week on Radio Box through Metro FM. And we're grateful for God's work through that radio station and that app. So if you have enjoyed this, then share it with someone. You can share it through the link that comes through WhatsApp. If you're in the WhatsApp group, we will also um, send the notes to you, Bef usually before the broadcast. That way you can have the notes that we're using and add your own notes. I pray this has been an eye-opener for you. The goal wasn't to stir you up emotionally, but to equip you for the season we are in. And we pray that the Spirit of God will cleanse you from any acts or practices that were down this lane. May God bless you richly and guide you every step of the way in your life in Him. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.